Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Digestive Health and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your GI Distress with Natural Treatments. This book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. Okay, that's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. So today, my special guest is Josh Gitalis. Now, Josh is a clinical nutritionist and an expert in the fields of clinical detoxification and therapeutic supplementation. As a leader in his field, Josh teaches clinical nutrition for several natural health colleges and is the first Canadian nutritionist to be accepted into the Institute for Functional Medicine, where he is currently pursuing his certification as an Institute for Functional Medicine Certified Practitioner. Josh, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Oh, I'm excited to be here. So congratulations on being the first. Thank you very much. I actually just wrote the exam <laughs> and found out I passed it. So uh, Congratulations. Right thank you. Thank you. So can we officially say now you are certified? Yes, we can. Oh, awesome. Okay, so everyone, you heard it first. Josh is now certified as an Institute for Functional Medicine certified practitioner. I know that that's a lot of work to get to that level. Yeah, sure is. It was about a four-year process and, you know, quite a bit of studying, mm-hmm. but very enjoyable. I love that stuff. Yeah, I I just, I love functional medicine. I just keep just keep learning and learning and learning more about it. It's just my passion, as I'm sure it is for you too, Josh. Absolutely. Okay, so today I'm so happy to have you on my show because um, I wanted to discuss, kind of go back to basics and discuss how nutritional supplements actually work and why everybody should be taking them. So go ahead, Josh, and take it away. Right. So, (laughs) you know, nutritional supplements is a huge category, right? A lot of people sort of group all of the nutritional supplements that we might find in a health food store when we're going down those aisles into one group. And really, they have a wide variety of functions, a wide variety of applications, and uh, they're, they're quite different in terms of what's in them. So, you know, we have, I guess, the most traditional form of supplementation would be minerals and vitamins. You know, those were the first key elements discovered as things in our food that we, you know, that are essential that we have to get from our diet. And then we start, once we isolated them, we started to make supplements that contain them. So that's sort of the most basic. And then there's more, um, 
you know, diverse things like probiotics, which are, you know, good bacteria. Those are becoming a lot more popular. Um, and, um, you know, there's things like glandulars and herbs as well, you know, that we can encapsulate and standardize. So, you, you know, they all have quite a bit of different application. But looking on more of a general generalized uh, process in terms of using supplements and how I use them with my clients is that we work to, we do quite a thorough history. We do about a four-hour intake. And through that intake, we're asking lots of questions about history and symptomatology. And from the messages that we get from the body, we can sort of figure out where there might be imbalances. Uh, so, for example, we know that you know, one of the first deficiencies discovered was scurvy. And, you know, sailors would go out on these long trips on the ocean. They wouldn't have any fresh food. And they'd come back and their teeth would be falling out. Their wounds wouldn't heal. Their gums would be bleeding. And it took a while for them to discover that when they gave them limes and lemons on these long journeys, uh, they wouldn't have these symptoms. And, you know, eventually they discovered it was the vitamin C in these fresh fruits that prevented scurvy. So there was a, a direct definite symptom. And, uh, you know, if we had the nutrition technology that we have today, uh, we could have treated them with vitamin C therapy, um, you know, even IV therapy or supplements. And that would give them a much higher concentration of those nutrients that they were deficient in for that period of time so that they can rebuild their body stores and get their processes back up and running. Then... Once they, those symptoms had subsided or improved and their you know, gums were back to full health and their wounds are healing, their immune system was good, then you can taper them off and get them more on a maintenance dose or stop the supplement altogether. So you know, that's sort of how we can use supplements uh, as an example and why you might give a therapeutic dose at one time but then completely discontinue it another time. Okay, so you mentioned something very early on. Can you talk about the difference between what's considered an essential nutrient versus a non-essential nutrient? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So essential nutrient means we have to get it from our diet. Okay. So there are various nutrients that we can actually make inside the body. And I guess a really good example are the essential fatty acids. There's two essential fatty acids. One is an omega-3 and one is an omega-6. The omega-3 is alpha-linolenic acid and the omega-6 alpha-linoleic acid for those of the, uh, those people interested in chemistry out there. And you have to get those from the diet. But once you consume those two fats, you can make every other fat that you need in your body from them. You can make all the saturated fats and the monounsaturated uh, and the other omega-3s and 6s in the body from those two things. So if you do not get those two essential fats from the diet, you will, be, you will be deficient in certain fatty acids in your body. And then, of course, all the vitamins and minerals are essential nutrients because, again, we can't make them in the body. We have to get them from our food. So again, just very basically, essential is you have to get it from your diet. Mm-hmm. And non-essential means your body can make it. Correct. Okay, so Josh, what are some of the common misconceptions regarding nutritional supplements? I think um, one very common misconception is that we don't need them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, I don't know. I want to laugh every time I hear that. Yeah. But it's not professional. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We can't laugh at our clients or that they don't work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 
two things to mention on that in, in terms of the they don't work uh, argument is that there's a lot of drugs that when people are on them, certain nutritional supplements are contraindicated. So, you know, just by that alone, they're admitting that the, nu- the nutritionals work at some level. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But on, but on the other part, um, that we don't need them, you know, I would love if we did not need nutritional supplements. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be great. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we've created a world that we live in that's highly unnatural. You know, we're in, we're in buildings that are temperature controlled and have lights. And, you know, there's 85,000 chemicals that have been invented over the past 100 years that our body has never seen before. There's electromagnetic frequencies. There's food coming from Chile and New Zealand and California and all over the world. Um, so with all these factors in place, we aren't getting the nutrition that we used to get 100 years ago from the food that we we're eating. Plus, we have a whole bunch of other stressors in our environment, in our life. You know, people don't realize, but to detoxify a chemical, you need nutrients, and when you're using those nutrients to detoxify, you know, the bisphenol A that you just drank from the plastic bottle, you have less nutrients to keep the activity of your, your heart running smoothly and neurotransmitters from being made and, you know, hormones from being produced. So we need to make up this deficit somewhere, and that's where nutritional supplements come into play. So, you know, every week or so, it seems like, uh, on the five o'clock news, there's some report about some study that was done on X kind of a vitamin or a mineral or a multivitamin or whatever, and they just like slam it and say, this research disproves that these vitamins, you know, work, and people who take multivitamins, it's like you're just wasting money because the research shows it does nothing. Oh, so, you know, the public is really being bombarded bombarded by this kind of junk medicine or these junk research I should mm-hmm. say junk research what can you say about that yeah absolutely and Dr. Carey it's one of my biggest pet peeves when I see this thing I actually just wrote a blog on sort of how to interpret science and what you know the different characters at play when you do read one of these those articles and you know when when we see that it's such a thin slice of what's out there you know I'm sure you have the exact same thing on your bookshelf, but I have, you know, uh, and num- you know about a hundred books with references loaded up in the back of them. Mm-hmm. Many from the journals, you know, some of the top journals uh, that you know a lot of the medical science is coming out of that show that these things work. And every once in a while, there'll there'll be a study, and it'll show that maybe it didn't work. And you know, the public doesn't have the skills and the ability to scrutinize the study the study appropriately to see that it's probably flawed in the way it was done and that it's one study. You know, in science, it's very, very, very rare that any conclusions are made from one study. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time something's discovered is that's all it is. It's the first time and then it has to be replicated and it has to be, you know, scrutinized and from a scientist perspective, they're very, very hesitant to make any conclusion on one single study. So we have to take it in context. And the other thing is, you know, when they're looking at these nutrients, oftentimes they're not using the right form. They're not using the right dosage. They're not using it in the right person. Maybe they're not dosing it at the right time of day. 
And that's when we get into something called orthomolecular medicine, you know, using the right nutrient in the right time and using it for the right person in the right context. And, you know, that's what you and I do. We look at our clients and we figure out what their specific biochemistry requires and then we give them a specific protocol. Yeah, you know, that as you describe that, it kind of makes me think about, you know, when you bake a cake. Right. Let's say when you bake a gluten-free cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make our cake gluten-free. I like that, uh, yeah. You know, if, if we know that it requires sugar, but if you mm-hmm. don't put enough sugar in, it does not taste right. Or if you don't put enough baking soda, it does not rise. Like, the ingredients are important and the proportion of the ingredients as well. So it's the same when we're talking about vitamins and minerals and all of that. Absolutely. Okay, so thank you for... Uh, describing that misconception about, you know, we don't need them or that they just don't work. So what's another common misconception that um, you find when it comes to nutritional supplements? Mm -hmm. A big one is that they're all created equal. So, you know, I get, uh, you know, clients coming in with a a whole list of supplements they're taking from Costco or, you know, your your local drugstore. And you look at the ingredients and they're just not good. Um, I wrote another blog post on Centrum multivitamin, the, what, what's called the number one doctor's recommended multivitamin. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be better off eating a cardboard box than, you know, a Centrum multivitamin. It's, it's just like the nutrients in there are not absorbable. They're not usable by the body. Um, I've actually had people tell me that they've seen those tablets end up in their stool. Yeah. So they, they can't even digest these things. So they're not all created equal. There's different forms of supplements. There's different qualities. And usually, as a general rule, with some exceptions, you pay for what you get. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why you and I um, use professional brands. And those companies only sell to practitioners because they know they're very high quality and they don't want them in the wrong hands. Yeah. And the label doesn't always tell the entire story either. Oh, absolutely. That's another huge misconception. I, you know, tell my clients all the time never to follow the dosage on the label. That's just there because Health Canada says you cannot have, you know, certain amounts of certain nutrients. But again, you know, when we're we're dosing our clients out, um, usually the dosages are way, way higher than what's on that label. Mm-hmm. And so in my private practice, mm-hmm. I often see this uh, patients come in and they have a whole list of supplements that they've written down or they just bring in their bag of supplements. It's probably the same thing at your practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually like they're taking the right, they're taking the right supplements, but they're just not taking enough mm-hmm. or it's just not the right form for them. So right. these are all great points that you're bringing up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, vitamin D is one of those perfect examples for that. Yes. Because- yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because the doctor says, oh, go take your 400 IUs of vitamin D, where most people need between, you know, 4,000 and 10,000 IUs. You know, some of my clients, to get them in the optimal range, need 2,000 IUs. Some need 10,000 IUs. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I'm not guessing here. We look at the blood work and we make sure that their blood levels of that vitamin D is within the optimal range, not the normal range. Right. And that's, that's, I think, a whole other podcast, what the difference is there. I know. It's so irritating when a doctor says, oh, just take a thousand units of vitamin D and they've never even run the blood work. Absolutely. And, and the odds are you're deficient and then you take that thousand and you're still deficient. And the only way to know is to do the test. 
absolutely. I don't think I've had one client yet who's been in the optimal range if they haven't been taking vitamin D. And I even had one client who was a marathon runner in California. So she's mm-hmm. outside every day, and mm-hmm. she was below normal, not even optimal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in all of the years that I've been testing vitamin D on patients, I've only had one come in, one mm-hmm. that was normal ideal. Only wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. So odds are good <laughs> that Absolutely. you're deficient. Absolutely. Um, but again, going back to that, um, the, the concept of, okay, you need that nutrient, but how much do you need for your body to replete you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So um, what is another common misconception about nutritional supplements? Mm-hmm. I think uh, you just touched on it right there in terms of everyone needing something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all biochemically different. There's, as I say, there's 7 billion people on the planet. There should be 7 billion different protocols. I've had, seen a hundred, hundreds of people and I haven't given two protocols that are the same. So we, we touched on it with vitamin D, but it's the same with every nutrient. You know, people often say, oh, my friend is taking such and such, you know, should I take that? But it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going to add in this common misconception because I, sure. I do hear it in my office and then you can respond. It's it's one the, the patient says, oh, but do I have to be on this forever? Right, right. Absolutely. So, yeah. are, so are there supplements that people do have to be on forever and are there supplements that they do not have to be on forever? Mm. I know that's a huge question to answer, but go right ahead, Josh. It is. I, like- know, you can, I know you can handle it. So there's certain nutrients that people shouldn't take forever. And, you know, most of the supplements that I'm giving my clients are short-term only to really speed up certain pathways in the body or slow certain pathways down. You know, um, Dr. Howard Loomis says that all disease is certain processes moving too fast, moving too slower, they're out of order. So there's nothing new going on in someone who's out of balance or has a disease or condition. We just have to adjust the speed at which things are happening. You know, for example, cancer is just cells replicating too fast. Uh, arthritis are just, you know, joints not repairing fast enough for the damage that's happening to them. So these nutrients can help, again, speed processes up or slow them down. And once these individuals get repleted in a nutrient... They can then wean off of it and then stop it most of the time. And I'll give an, an example of one of the clients I was working with recently who came in and uh, she was really low in zinc. We discovered this because uh, through various symptoms, her, her taste was terrible. Like she couldn't taste anything. We have a zinc taste test in our, in our clinic here that we, we give people and she couldn't taste it at all. Uh, she had white spots on her nails. Her immune system was depressed. Her sense of smell was depressed. So all these point to zinc deficiency. So we gave her a therapeutic level of zinc, and she started to notice her taste, you know, coming back. It was very interesting. She's like, I've never, I haven't tasted food like this in years. And she said, you know, how long do I take this for? And I said, well, keep on taking the zinc until you've reached a plateau, until, you know, you don't feel like you're improving anymore. Um, And we did the zinc taste test even a couple times, and she started to she kept on getting a stronger and stronger response until she got to a point where she had plateaued and she wasn't noticing any more improvement. And that indicated that she was probably replete in zinc and she could back off. So we pulled that supplement out of the protocol and then we always have to address any deficiency or any weakness with food as well. 
So yes, we made yes. sure that there was some, some definite foods that were really high in zinc in her diet. Um, and we did that right from the start. So she was doing food and supplements. But now that the supplement comes out, the food is there with, with the, the nutrient, you know, to, to keep that higher up in her diet. And then in the future, do you retest to see, okay, now that you're off the zinc, but you've been eating zinc-rich foods, have you gone back to being deficient? Or has your body been able to maintain the, the gains that... Uh, that we were able to make. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we would definitely revisit that, you know, every three to six months. Uh, We can do the zinc taste test again uh, a number of times. We could also, if we really wanted to get serious, do uh, like um, an RBC zinc test to see what's actually in the blood. Uh, There's also some other markers in the blood that indicate zinc uh, status, like alkaline phosphatase, but we're not going to get into that. So, yeah, there's definitely ways to keep your eye on that. And you know, when someone does incur a deficiency like that, we have to assume that there might be some sort of increased need in that individual. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always look at symptoms as the language of the body. You know, I'm speaking English. Everyone understands me, hopefully. But the body speaks symptom. So whenever there's a symptom, it's really just the body saying, hey, I need a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this. And, you know, that's how we can refine and figure out what the right diet and the right supplement protocol is for that individual. Okay, so what about the important ones that we should take long term? Right, so we touched on vitamin D. That would be one that everyone needs to take. Why? Because here in Toronto and Ottawa and at this, you know, latitude, we're not getting 20 minutes of sun every single day wearing shorts and a t-shirt at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do to make, to make enough vitamin D. We make it from the sun uh, hitting our skin. So we have to take vitamin D. And again, that's, it's great we have that technology to kind of match our new lifestyle of being indoors and out of the sun all the time. Um, then I think most people can benefit from a probiotic long term. Uh, you know, digestive issues are so rampant these days. We're exposed, again, to so many things that upset the microbiome and the bacteria in our gut that most people will benefit from that. If not ongoing, um, why not do a few courses a year? You know, people end up doing courses of antibiotics. Why not do a few courses of probiotics as prevention Mm -hmm. throughout the year? Um, Most people can also benefit from a really good, high-quality multivitamin, I think. Um, And finally, some sort of essential fatty acid. A balanced one is usually a good idea. So those are like the four as a, as a really good foundation of the supplements that most people should probably be taking long term. Okay, so I know I have listeners thinking about this right now. What do you mean by a balanced essential fatty acid? Oh, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, there's so much research and information coming out on omega-3s that so many people are, like, going hard on the omega-3s. Fish oils, you know, huge doses of it. But the omega-3s actually have to also be balanced with the omega-6s. And if you do too high dosage of omega-3s for too long, you can actually put your body out of balance the other way and set yourself up for problems. So there's some really nice formulations out there um, that have a balance of the omega-3s, like EPA and DHA, with some of the omega-6s as well, like GLA. 
And that way, if your body's in balance and you just want to be on sort of a maintenance, that's a really good option to choose from. Um, most practitioners, I'm sure you do it, um, most naturopaths, uh, some nutritionists can do it as well, you can actually check your fatty acids in your blood. And it's a very simple test. It's quite cheap as well. And it's good to, you know, just do that to see where your balance is at. And then you can target, again, your fatty acid supplementation based on those results. Okay, so again, to recap, we talked about um, the importance of vitamin D, probiotics, Mm -hmm. a good, high-quality multivitamin, and then a balanced essential fatty acid. Those are the important ones. Yeah, I think that's a really great foundation. Josh, is there anything else uh, that you think is important for our listeners to know that we haven't talked about up to this point? (laughs) I think there's so much. (laughs) Good. We could have a whole other episode. I'd love to talk to you for hours. (laughs) Um, But I think the key thing, you know, since we, you know, our topic today is supplements, is that if people are unsure, just to set up an appointment with a nutritionist or a naturopath or someone knowledgeable, even just to set them up with a nice, um, you know, maintenance program. Yeah, like a basic program. Exactly. Just to make sure that they're covering their bases and not missing anything um, and making sure that they're using high high quality good supplements because there's nothing worse than spending money on something that you think is healthy but is really causing more damage than good. Mm, Absolutely. Josh, how can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, They can find me uh, on my website, Josh gitalis.com gitalis is spelled g-i-t-a-l-i-s l-i-s and i'm also found at functionalnutrition.ca and that's uh information about my functional nutrition certification program and about all my courses that i offer as well i actually we're going to be uh giving one in september all about therapeutic nutrition and therapeutic supplementation Ooh, that sounds wonderful so for the listeners out there i'll make sure to have those links in the podcast notes so that you can easily find Josh. Josh, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome episode. Oh, it was a pleasure. I could, I think I could speak with you for hours. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Josh Gitalis. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.